Hey, it's Kathy. I have something so fun to tell you about. You may know that the doors are open to my new program, The Abundance Method, but if you enroll by May 15th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, you're going to get my signature business program also made to do this. That's a $3,000 program that you are going to get for free, included if you sign up by May 15th, just before midnight Pacific time. Made to do this is a phenomenal program that has helped thousands of souls to start businesses, to be able to make a living doing something that they love. This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. If you are so called to do something that you can't not do it, that's when you know it's the right thing to talk about or to put yourself out there for despite the fact that you might fail, despite the fact that it might go horribly wrong. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, Don't Keep Your Day Job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to Audible for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. For a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial, go to audible.com slash dreamjob or text dreamjob to 500-500. That's audible.com slash dreamjob or text dreamjob to 500-500. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is also brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is treating Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash dreamjob. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Thanks to BarkBox for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. BarkBox is a subscription service that delivers a selection of treats and toys for your dog right to your door each month. For a free extra month of BarkBox, go to BarkBox.com slash DreamJob when you subscribe to a 6 or 12 month plan. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm super excited. Today we have Christina Scalera here. Before she comes on, I just wanted to say something. So, you know, I listen to podcasts and I know that there's a lot going on out there. You know, there's a lot of people with a lot of insight. And even on the show, you know, I'm talking to you. We have guests that are coming on. I just wanted to stop for a second and make something really clear. If something resonates as true, right? If like, if you have like a click or an aha moment, it's not because we're saying something like you've never known. It's just because you knew that already. You, you know that. And I'm just here to remind you of what you already know. So I don't want you to feel like there's, there's any misunderstanding here. It's like, I don't feel like I've got all the smarts and, and everyone on the show, we just have it all together and we're all so wise and everything's so dialed in. I think that we're all a work in progress. Um, and I do feel like for those of us who've had some great results, it's, it's nice to share, like, well, how did we get this result? But I also want to be very clear about honoring you. And I want you to know that I respect you and I see you and the reason I want to do this show is to just help you to really pull out everything that's within you because I'm certain that you have so much to contribute to the world. So I just want you to get that, right? This show is not about sort of putting stuff in. It's about sort of pulling out what's inside of you because I, I'm on a mission 
frankly, to have every single person who I ever could possibly reach to do that thing that is so special, that is so unique to them. And I want to see you doing your thing. I want to see you opening your Etsy shop or starting your bakery. I want to see you dancing or writing your script. I want to see you songwriting. I want to see you bringing your wisdom and, and beauty to the world because you have so much to contribute. And I value that. And so I just want to be clear, like, you know, we're going to talk and every episode, I'm going to try to bring you as much wisdom and clarity around things as I can. But, um, I just want to make sure you get that. I get that you are whole. You don't need fixing. This is not about me educating you. This is about week after week, people just coming and illuminating things that you already know and hoping to give you permission to go for what you want and hoping to give you that extra push and some little tough love and maybe some strategies that we've used and people on the show have used that can help you excel at doing that thing that you love. I want to tell you two other quick things. One is um, next Monday, which is going to be the 12th, I'm going to I'm going to bring you guys something cool. So there's this awesome woman. Her name is Katie Zupen. She is a branding specialist and she helps people to look at their website, look at their logo, look at their packaging, look at their Etsy shop, whatever it is that you have that's sort of how you're projecting yourself to the world, whatever your branding is. She's worked for many, many of like the biggest people, people who've been on Oprah, some of the big household names, people have written books, great, big, best-selling authors. And she's helped them with their marketing. She's helped them with their packaging. So she is a friend of mine and she's delightful. And I said to her, would you offer like a workshop where you would for free comment and give people insight on their branding, on their packaging so that they could understand better maybe how to really make it pop and make it stand out? And she said, yeah, she was excited about it. So if you go to the show notes for this episode, either on our website, don'tkeepyourdayjob.com, and you look at this episode, or if you go to the show notes on iTunes, you're going to see a lead page link, um, which you can click on, and it's going to bring you to a landing page where you can sign up. We're going to pick 20 of you to be part of this. If it's something that you guys really enjoy doing, then we'll do it again. Um, it's totally free. So when you go to sign up and register and, and, and apply sort of, you just put your name and then also you put like the URL for whatever your thing is. If it's an Etsy shop, it's if your website and that'll allow her to look at it ahead of time. And then when we all get on this sort of, it'll be like a Zoom video call where you'll be able to see Katie and me, I'll be there too. And we'll all be able to talk and just brainstorm about what it is that you're working on. It's gonna be on March 12th. You'll get all the information um, when you sign up and you'll get the link to join the call. So come on and join us. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think it'll be super helpful. Okay, now last week I started telling you about some of the listeners, you guys, and just how impressed I am, how much I love you. So I wanted to celebrate more of you. So let me tell you two awesome things that are going on. So I got a, um, a DM message in Instagram. By the way, I mentioned to you that I check all of my messages on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at kathy.heller. It's C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R. You could DM me, ask me anything, tell me what's going on, tell me what's frustrating, tell me your wins. And I've been like pulling from there every week, a couple that I just think stand out and I'll be sharing them with you. So here's a couple. So I got a message from 
one.classy.broad. That's her handle. She said, hello there, Kathy. I've been following you since your podcast trailer came out and have been growing and morphing my business along the way as I collect your wise wisdom and kind words. From candles to wine glasses to wall decals, I'm slowly finding my way. It's my mission to bring laughter and realness to all women who feel like they have the sensor blip on. I'm ready for the next step. An Etsy shop. There. Now that I told you, I must do it. Thank you for the light that you bring to this world. Thank you so much. That's such a kind note. And I'm so excited to see your Etsy shop. You guys, you can give her some support. Her Instagram handle is one O N E dot classy dot broad. If you want to just go give her some support. Okay. Here's an awesome one. I got a DM message on Instagram from Erica. Her Instagram handle is gypsy stitch embroidery. And here's what she said. Hey, Kathy, I just wanted to get in touch and let you know this podcast changed my life and gave me the push I needed. After four years of working in e-commerce in Excel 40 hours a week, I quit my full-time secure job to focus on my embroidery business that has been thriving. It's already the best decision I ever made, and I cannot wait to start this journey. Thank you for everything you do and keep inspiring. So I'm so excited for you, Erica. Working 40 hours a week in Excel doesn't sound like it would be fun for me. Maybe it is for some people, but I'm so happy to hear that your business is thriving. So if you want to give Erica some support, you can go to her Etsy shop, which is Gypsy Stitch Embroidery, and uh, leave her a comment. Let her know that you heard about her on the podcast and send her some love. I'm so proud of all of you. I'm so proud. I love hearing these stories. All right, we're just going to take a moment to thank some of our awesome sponsors for this week's episode. Thanks to Audible for supporting our podcast. Audiobooks are great for helping you be a better you. For my audience, Audible is offering a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Just go to audible.com slash dreamjob or text dreamjob to 500-500 and browse their unmatched selection of audio content. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Whether you want to feel healthier or get motivated or learn something new, Audible has an audiobook perfect for that. So I love going on to Audible. There's always so many things I want to listen to. And recently I was on the train coming back from San Diego and I was able to listen to something going and coming back. Um, I just downloaded The Light We Lost by Jill Santopolo. Really beautiful story. Really cool stuff going on in there. I know you're going to love it. Whether it's nonfiction or fiction, there's just so much there. With Audible, you can share a book from your library with anyone. And if it's their first time accepting a book through this feature, they can listen for free. Or you can share audio excerpts from your favorite listens with anyone. Plus, your books are yours to keep. With Audible, you can go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. Get a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash dreamjob or text dreamjob to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash dreamjob or text dreamjob to 500-500. So we're going to bring on Christina Scalera. I told you before, this is going to be one of those episodes that you're just going to want to sink your teeth into. I loved everything she said. Christina built her own business. She's totally out of the box. She's such a boss. She's making her own life. And it's just so fun to hear about. Um, She's also the co-host of a podcast called Creative Empire Podcast. Each week, they bring you up close with the people you like would dream of meeting at conferences and workshops, but maybe you don't have the budget to attend those yet. Sprinkled in between... There's amazing episodes where they're mentoring you and walking their listeners through common problems and solutions that you might find in the early days of your business. I think she has such incredible wisdom. So excited to bring her on. Without further ado, Christina Sclera. Hey, Christina, thanks for being here with us. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, happy to be here. Cool. So I have so many things I want to ask you because you are a curator of so much great content. Um, But before we get into talking about business and how to create your own creative empire, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your own story? I don't know where to begin uh, other than to say that I had no way 
to begin. Um, I got out of law school. I was really, I, I got a great job out of law school. I'll say that I was working in house and, um, unfortunately a couple of things happened. I was having a lot of health problems and I, oh, no. yeah, part of it had to do with the fact that I had been working full time and going to school full time and studying for the bar. So those three things combined are just a lethal cocktail for burnout. Right. And um, I hit it. I hit it hard. And I was passing out. Like, I just was randomly losing consciousness. That is oh, not normal, my God. not healthy. Yeah. No. Luckily, it hasn't happened in years. So I feel okay talking about it. Um, so I got medical help. I, I went to see lots of doctors. We solved it. We figured out what was going on. But essentially, I had severe adrenal fatigue, which is, I always oh thought, God. you know, like, kind of a garbage disease. Like, oh, that doesn't really exist. Nope, it exists. <laughs> So I was looking for new options, new options as far as like career paths. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I just have this like really expensive law degree. I feel like I can't go into another legal job. Um, I, you know, like wh where do I go from here? I felt really stuck. I also at the same time was exploring a lot of different creative avenues. So I, in college, was a professionally trained floral designer. Um, That's so I was, cool. <laughs> yeah, I um. I went to Texas A&M and just went through their whole fl floral program. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. And then, you know, through the introduction to the wedding industry, I learned about calligraphy. And at the time, modern calligraphy was like not a thing. I was watching tutorials on how to hand letter things because no one even knew what modern calligraphy is. So started getting into that. At the same time, I found another woman who's been on a lot of podcasts and was my mentor for a long time, Kelly newsom George. She is, um, she was a former attorney turned yoga instructor. So I'm like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so kind of have this like cocktail in the mix of like all these different creative pursuits and passions. And yeah. I'm not bringing this up because it's like, oh, wow, look at me. I was trying so many different things. I'm bringing it up because I was at such an overwhelming place where I was like, there are so many possibilities to move forward with. Which one is the right one? I felt like if yeah. I chose the wrong one, I was really going to be hurting <laughs> because yeah. I was already, you know, running out of savings, running out of money. And it was like, I don't have that much time or money right. left to decide what to do. Mm -hmm. So at that place, I feel really fortunate. I put myself into um, kind of spent the last of the money that I had going to different creative conferences and workshops. Mm -hmm. And that was a really great investment. I didn't feel like it at the time, but it was a great investment because it connected me to the people that are now the influencers of the industry. I know you had Jenna on, Jenna Kutcher. Yeah. Um, I met her at the Illum Retreat during this time period. And I actually had no idea who she was, even though she had like 70,000 Instagram followers. I'm yeah. like, I don't know who you are. And, you know, so it gave us that introduction and just similar people like her, kind of like the the people that you have on your show, but like before they were the people <laughs> that are on your yes, show. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. So it was, it was a really great time. And um, during this time period, all of, not necessarily Jenna, but like all of these kinds of people were having the same question. They would find out, you know, I show up, I'm like, I'm a calligrapher. I'm a yoga teacher. I don't know what I am. And they would all kind of, I would get outed as an attorney and they would all have the same question. Like, oh my gosh, I have all these contract questions. Help me. Like I have this client oh. issue. How do I fire a client? How do I right. have a contract? Like, where do I get these things? Right. So it really was just a matter of putting myself into situations where 
I didn't know where the outcome, like what the outcome was going to be, if this was going to be a good investment or if I had just wasted, you know, three or $4,000 on these retreats. Right, right. But at the end of the day, it was a really great investment because it gave me access to the people that needed my help. And I didn't even know it at the time. And I could see the repeating patterns. Yeah. Hmm. That they all needed help with. So obviously this isn't like a Cinderella story. I didn't just like put on a glass slipper and the contract shop was born. Yay. (laughs) Um, It took about a year and a half for me to really realize the potential of giving people what they needed and what they were asking for, because I'm sure some of you can relate. I had in my mind, this is what people need. So maybe it is what they needed, but I wasn't giving them what they wanted. And so I wasn't catching any traction. I wasn't really gaining any foothold in the marketplace. So that took about 18 months. Um, And it really was when I kind of stepped away from just my personal brand doing all things for everyone and stepped into the contract shop, only selling contract templates to creatives and entrepreneurs. Interesting. I started to see, yeah, like a lot of traction and um, it's just grown since then. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense because you created a niche for yourself. So instead of trying to be everything to everyone, you were really supporting a particular market. And then that allowed people to find you right in a new way. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. But then more things happen because now you have this podcast. So what happened between (laughs) then and now? Yeah, for sure. So I also am a co-host on the Creative Empire Show. And that's, that's Raina and, and I, she's a life coach. I'm an attorney. But yeah, we, we started that in May of 2016. Um, just kind of at the time, we felt like there was a gap uh, between the Pat Flynn's of the world and just kind of the entry-level podcast. I had had that great experience, like I said, of going to conferences and workshops and getting the not just the connections, but also the resources I felt like I needed to get to where I am today because of those situations. But then I also realized like, well, I also started out with a little bit of a nest egg that I could lean on and not everybody has that. So how can we connect people to people like you, Kathy? And, um, you know, like how can we connect them to the influencers that are at these conferences and workshops and speaking, but, you know, they can't afford to go there yet. Like how do we how do we help them get to the place where they can afford to go to those, right. those things and take advantage of that? Right. Well, most of these people, as you know, are <laughs> still in day jobs and, you know, looking for the opportunity to leap and yes. um, they are in their car a lot. Day jobs oh, yeah. tend to lead to traffic and traffic leads to things that you need to listen to. So uh-huh. hopefully some of you are listening while you're stuck <laughs> in traffic um, and you're you know killing two birds with one stone. You're arriving at your destination safely and you're getting an experience and an education along the way. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I'm so glad that you um, went down that road and that you guys are doing that show. There's been so much great content that you put out on the show And I love hearing about your journey. I think that that's like so interesting that you have this whole creative part of yourself. You're also a lawyer. What I love about it is I think that we, we tend to put ourselves in in small boxes when really we're, we're all multifaceted and what you had the courage to do is to shake up the apple cart a little and your ego wasn't so, so fragile. So you could you could identify with multiple parts of yourself at the same time. You have so much um, now under your belt in terms of conversations with people who are true mentors and leaders in different areas. So 
Having gotten to where you are at this point and sort of looking back and looking ahead, what are the key ingredients that you feel are essential to starting a successful business? Lately, I I actually, she doesn't even know this, but one of my best friends is the founder of the Modern Calligraphy Summit. So you guys can all check that out. It's just moderncalligraphysummit.com. Her name's Ashley. That's one of her businesses. Her other business is Knit Stars. And yeah, it's just, it's a phenomenal program and she's completely changed the, the online calligraphy, well, just the, the calligraphy industry in general. It's really phenomenal because, um, like I said, I, I got into calligraphy and during this time of exploration that we were just talking about, one of the things that I did that Ashley was smart enough not to do was I flew to New York City for the day and I took Laura Hooper, who's probably one of the most famous uh, modern calligraphers. So not like that old copper plate style, that old Edwardian type script, but like mm-hmm. the new kind of fun loopy stuff that you guys see on. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it on anything from like public supermarket billboards now to <laughs> Target signage. I mean, it's it's very mainstream at this point, but you know, three or four years ago was not. So it was very difficult to get in and take workshops from people that were teaching this. It was hard to find them. It was hard to get in. Um, and what Ashley decided to do was curate nine of the top instructors in the the world, not just the country, and have them teach a specific topic um, in the Modern Calligraphy Summit. So you can sign up. It's, uh, you know, it's a paid summit, so it's not like a free summit. And you get to learn the topics that the instructors teach on. Is it online? It is. It's all online. So you can learn from Laura Hooper without going to New York City for the day, which is the amazing thing. It's a one-time fee. I think it's less than $500 to sign up. And then you get, she has Modern Calligraphy Summit 1, Modern Calligraphy Summit 2. And then I'm actually an instructor in the boot camp, which is basically, you know, how to turn your lettering and design and um, your calligraphy into a business. So we walk you through all that in the boot camp. And so they're only open during certain times of the year. But if you just go to her website, I feel like I'm like her best pitchman. It was like an epiphany moment in December watching her because she's just incredible. She's, I won't tell you how much money she's made, but the way that she approached her business with such ease and strategy and just like literally embodying this working smarter, not harder, it changed everything for me. So this has been like two months of me leaning into not just like the step-by-step process, but just watching her have the patience to launch one product at a time and then do it so well and serve those people so well instead of just, you know, quick and easy throwing things out there. So I would say that it's patience, 1000% patience. Um, having the patience to wait for the market to tell you what they want, obviously doing things in the meantime, you don't just like sit there and hold your hands out and say, Oh, I wonder what it's going to be, but you know, actively (laughs) seeking it out. And then, you know, patience to not launch five things at once. That's my MO. Um, that's been how I've always run on all circuits, full throttle all the time. And, um, you know, it's, (laughs) you guys heard my story of burnout, like very serious. And I still didn't learn. Like that was still my MO for the last two years. And it it might be in the future. Like I'm not going to say, oh, I'm totally cured and I'm never going to do everything all at once at the same time. But for the last two months, since we, we went on our trip to Tahoe, we, I mean, I've just cultivated a different sense of patience and I've like put launches on the back burner that I had planned for this year. Um, I focused on our core product instead of trying to 
release new products that I had on on the docket. So you know, it's it's worked out really really well. Um, our revenues have tripled for the last two months that I've done this. And I've worked a lot less. I'm going to go skiing later today. I, I live half the year in Colorado and half in Atlanta. And um, I'm in Colorado right now because as we record this, it's ski season. So yeah. you bet I'm going to get on those slopes and go skiing for two hours this afternoon. Oh, that's so refreshing to hear you talking about living your life. I feel like I come up against this all the time. In fact, I've never actually thought of it until right now when you're saying this, that it's like problematic. For me, it's been confusing because I'm working on this and then I do this and then that also works and then I do this and then that takes off. So educate us. Why might it be better, aside from the fact that you might be able to breathe and have better blood pressure and actually live longer, why might it be better from a business standpoint to hold off on the next launch or to put that next product just just at bay for a minute while you're focusing on what you're already doing. Why? What? Seriously, educate me. What's the advantage of that? Sure. What I have found, and again, this is going to be different for everybody, but what I have found is um, essentially the real life version of, uh, I think it's Greg McKeon's essentialism chart, where he has the circle and there's I don't know, 27 arrows pointing just a little tiny bit off the circle in every direction. And then right next to it, he has taken the same amount of each of those little tiny arrows pointing off the circle and added them up into one straight long line. So I don't think it's that you you have to choose one thing and that's it, the end. I think you actually can have a life like you have, Kathy, where you have a lot going on if you get those long lines and those long arrows in place one at a time. So my my mistake was trying to do all of the things that I want to do all at once. Mm. I guess the alternative to that that I'm suggesting people try, that I'm trying now and has tripled our revenues, has given me a, a greater sense of ease, is to get one thing in place, get it done really well, and then move on to the next thing. So for example, we have an affiliate program at the contract shop and I, I want it to be the best affiliate program, not just like for <laughs> attorneys, but like in the industry. I want people to be switching from like their convert kit automations to like our affiliate sequence because we give such good commissions. So that's what I set out to do. And so we're making that the best affiliate program that we can. And that is my only focus until that's done. And I feel like I've gotten it to a place where it's yeah. running by itself and um, et cetera, et cetera. And then we're going to move on to the next thing, which is going back, relooking at our products, asking how can we make these even easier for people to use? Um, how can we make them even more fun to implement so that people are actually using them? Because as you know, a lot of people buy things, they download them, and then they forget about them. I want people to really be out there using it because the product really is a good product and it does improve relationships and it does help with the clients. Let's talk about the product for a second, flesh it out even more. Tell us about this, these products. It's contracts, right, that people can use in their business. Yeah, so we sell contract templates that are very, very nuanced and specific to the industry that people are in. And this started out with uh, one of my friends is a very famous equine photographer. <laughs> She's, if you, I don't know if any of you have horses. I have horses actually. So that was kind of our how we how we met and got um, together. And she was the impetus for the contract shop. She was like, "Hey, I just need this contract." 
here and there. And like, can you help me with this and that and the other thing? And she really helped me to see that there was a need in the industry for these templates because I was just like, at the time I was like, oh, well, legal zoom already exists. Rocket lawyer already right, exists. Right. Like, everybody, uh, it's like cheaper than I can offer and make money on it. So I just, I like essentially had just signed that over to these big boys out there. Um, you know, these VC backed companies and yeah. I was like, ah, they're just going to make a killing and I'm, I'm stuck doing nothing. Well, my friend, the equine photographer, she was like, no, I, I need your help because you know, horses, you know, photography. Anyway, long story short, I was like, okay, well, so I customized this template for her and I was like, well, if she needs this then like other people probably need it too. And I just put it up there under my own name at the time. Like I said, I rebranded to the contract shop last summer. And I was like, well, what else could I create? Well, I know floral design, so I'll do that. I know calligraphy, so I'll do that. So I just started creating like these these very nuanced templates that I realized in hindsight are a lot easier for people in the industry, in the creative and entrepreneurial industries to use yeah. because like these contracts get you, right? Like they, they understand if you're a wedding planner, what it's like to work 12 hours and, you know, go eight of those without a hot meal because your, your contract didn't specify that, that that was something that was provided for. And everybody is scared of legal, but I do it because of two things. One is relationships and the other is expectations. And to me, that's everything that a contract is. It's a list of expectations on both sides of the line. And it's a definition of what that relationship is and how that relationship hmm. is going to be carried out. That's cool. Yeah. I just, I love contracts, not for all the legal stuff. I mean, that's, you know, any lawyer could do that. But when you actually get into it and you look at like, what is the relationship that's being formed? Like, what is the end result that we can look forward to and be hopeful about and just get really excited about, you know, whether that's a wedding and it's a big event like that, or the launch of a new website or a new song that's coming out, or, um, you know, a client that's going to be surprised and delighted with the, the cake that you're producing for their, you know, mom's 80th birthday or something like that's what the contract is really all about is looking forward to the end result right there. And then just making a list. I'm a list maker. I love stationery. Just making a list of how that's that's going to happen, how that's going to be carried out. So the list includes things like the cost, how that cost is going to be paid, when the cost is going to be paid, um, you know, what you can and can't do at the end of that relationship, in what capacity you're working together. Are you employees? Are you an independent contractor? So when it, my mission with the contract shop is just to reframe the conversation about contracts from something that's super boring and legal and overwhelming to something that's about relationships and expectations. Because one, I think that's more effective at getting the result that we're looking for. And then mm -hmm. two, it's a lot more fun <laughs> to talk about connecting and relationships and how all this, um, you know, how all this work is going to turn yeah. out because yeah. yeah, like every day we're working on something, but like, what is it for? Let's remember that end goal. Yeah, I think that that's so helpful and it makes it more fun. It's like, oh, I'm just setting out expectations. Everybody knows sort of what's on the table and then everybody's more comfortable. Everybody just feels like things have been accounted for and so we can all proceed. So that's really nice. This has been so much fun. But before we go on, we want to thank our other sponsors for all their support. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I love Blue Apron. It takes all of that headache out of cooking because... It comes to your door, packed on dry ice, 
They give you this recipe card. They give you whatever it is that you asked for, right? So like I usually ask for things that are vegetarian or things that have fish, um, but they have amazing chicken dishes also and meat dishes also. Uh, baked Cajun cod, spicy sweet potato chili, ginger chicken burgers with sweet potato wedges. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the US. And while many people know what they do, many don't know about the types of meals you eat when you cook with Blue Apron, like strip steaks with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens, a steakhouse inspired favorite with a delicious twist, chili infused maple syrup. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. Blue Apron delivers fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season, and it's designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week, and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what best fits their schedule. Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Upcoming meals include strip steak and potatoes with spicy maple collard greens, spicy chicken and stir-fried vegetables with jasmine rice, creamy fusilli bucati pasta with fried rosemary and walnuts. Blue Apron is treating Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Today's episode is brought to you by BarkBox. BarkBox is a subscription service that delivers a selection of treats and toys for your dog right to your door each month. All you have to do is tell BarkBox how big your dog is and choose a monthly plan subscription, which you may cancel at any time. Every month, BarkBox paw picks the best all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. All edibles are made in the USA or Canada. Free shipping on any Bark Box within the continental United States. When your dog falls in love with something from the box, you can easily reorder it again on BarkShop.com or the BarkBox app. BarkBox will replace any items your dog doesn't like from the box, Scout's Honor, and send you something else for free. BarkBox sent a, a box of toys and treats. My friend loved it. The dog was so into it. You know, it's so much fun. Like, when you love your dog and you want to just, like level up a little and like how you're treating them this is like they get so excited you know like picture once a month stuff comes to your door it's like the best quality stuff great ingredients it's also fun toys it's really really cute BarkBox is a new and exciting way to gift friends or family members who own a dog each gift subscription includes toys and treats in a unique theme every month it's a great way to try a variety of treats and toys from local and small businesses that you may not otherwise be able to find give the gift that keeps on giving and make somebody's lucky pup the happiest pooch on the block visit BarkBox.com slash dream job for a free extra month of BarkBox every month when you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan. That's BarkBox.com slash dream job for a free extra month. Okay, back to the interview. There's so many things, so many topics, so many inspiring people you've had on your show and you've had conversations that range from branding and blogging and membership vaults and Pinterest. And I mean, you've kind of covered the gamut. Um, Let's just talk about a few of those things. So One thing that comes up on your show is how important it is to know who your ideal audience is. Let's talk about that. How do you get a sense for who your audience is and how do you serve them? (laughs) Yeah, you you ask. And it's one of the things that people are so scared to do. Oh my gosh, if I put a survey out there, no one's going to answer. Okay. So true. Maybe. Yeah. Like two people could answer. I mean, there's always less people than you expect answering surveys. Um, One of the people I love following is Ryan Levesque. And obviously his book is called Ask, but um, yeah. he he's just he gives you such good um, information. So I was at LaunchCon, Jeff Walker's conference last mm-hmm. year with Ashley. <laughs> we do a lot together. Um, and we were there and Ryan was one of the speakers. And he said two things that were really interesting. One was that 
he never offers incentives for people to answer his surveys or his questions. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with it. Like 90% of the way I think he's Brian Levesque. So people just answer, but at the same time, I do think that you can still do that and offer an incentive, you know, like an Amazon gift card or, you know, everybody's going to get a freebie if you answer or whatever, you know, the incentive is, but you have to realize how that skews your results. So For example, if I were to ask people, what kind of contract template do you want me to provide? If you answer the survey, you're going to get a guaranteed, you know, um, how to talk to clients script or something. I know that the people that are going to be answering that, they want the freebie. They are probably more beginner than the people that are more advanced and already know how to talk to clients. Mm -hmm. So I just have to know how that, that ask use the results. The other thing that Ryan said that was really interesting is I I didn't know this, but he started out online. Um, he had his like Scrabble jewelry business that he's talked about a few times, but he also had an orchid website. So while oh he was God, living in I China, love this. everybody's doing a million things. It's so fun. <laughs> okay. I think it's still up and running actually. I mean, he doesn't run it like day to day or he sold it or something, but, um, he, that was like the first place that he implemented the ask method. And it was really great because he talked, during his his presentation, he talked about how he would do the ask method on this orchid website and he would ask, you know, what's your biggest challenge in growing orchids? And everybody said, water, water. I don't know how to water. How much water? How often do we water? What kind of water? Um, and so everybody was create, like asking all these, these questions about water. So he's like, great, I'm going to create a freebie about watering orchids. So he <laughs> did it and it completely flopped. Instead, what he did when he was like, wow, why is this not converting? How how come nobody's signing up to get my emails about orchids? I'm teaching them exactly what they asked for. What he did instead, and that was a lot more successful, and I don't know if this is going to be true for everybody's business because everybody's business is different. This was a B2C market, not a B2B market. He um, looked at some of the very detailed, long response answers and started creating opt-ins around that content. And Mm. that was when he started to see his conversion rates changing. So yes, it's important to see like, what is the bulk majority of the people? Like, what are the responses? And I think that's what people want. But then what people need are like those very kind of long, in-depth, comprehensive responses that people are getting. Yeah, being really specific. Yeah. Yeah. And like not ignoring them just because one or two people said that. So that's where we've been concentrating with our content. Um, not just for the podcast, but also on the contract shops blog. And that's part of that ease that I've been inviting in is instead of trying to blog about everything, we're just looking and seeing, oh, wow. Okay. People really like this client experience topic. We're, we're going to talk more about that. That's and that's working really well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not a matter of working harder. It's just a matter of like, what is working? What does the analytics and data say? And I'm not a numbers person. So, you know, if, if you're like, no, I'm not a numbers person, can't do that dismissed. You, you can be, <laughs> you can, you can do this if it means that you're going to get to spend two hours with your kids at ballet practice or whatever this week, instead of, you know, writing another blog post on a topic, you have no idea whether it will resonate or not. So I think that's where you find your ideal audience is just by asking, but asking in a way that you're very cognizant of the results that you're getting. That's interesting. So the thing is that there are going to be people listening to you right now whose their mouths are watering because they nerd out on this stuff and they're already at a place where they can understand what it is you're talking about. Like I've 
grown my business to a certain point. So I get so into this. Like I could have like a three hour conversation just about surveys right now because I've already <laughs> you know, done several. I find it fascinating. We've already sort of looked at data. We've written freebies, you know, but let's say you're just starting and you have this idea that's just been in the back of your mind. You still have a day job. It's like taking up most of your time. You have this idea that you would love to start a Etsy shop. You have this idea that you would love to have a pie, your own pie food truck. And you're not sure how the heck to figure out who your audience is. You're thinking about creating a website. You don't know who you're writing the copy to. Starting from that place, what's your advice for people to have a sense of who they're talking to and gain a sense of like where to direct their energy toward, like what part of the market, who's your audience, how do they serve those people? I love this question. I think there's a couple of things you can do and I'm all about actionable, practical stuff. So I'm going to give you guys that. One is going on Amazon. This is not my idea. I'm pretty sure it's like Pat Flynn's idea or something, but going on Amazon and looking at the three-star reviews of the books on whatever topic it is that you're interested in talking about and seeing where the gaps are. So figure out like, okay, here's all the books on this topic, or you know, here's all the products that are out there on this topic. And these three-star reviews all kind of have a similar pattern of like, it's missing this core component. Oh. I'm going to talk about that thing because people have taken the time to write a review and clearly want information on this thing and they're not getting it. So I think that's the first place you can go. Yeah. The second place is just to form a hypothesis about like what the top three to five topics are that you think people want to hear about in your area. So like if you wanted to create a food truck with pies, um, you know, maybe you talk about, you get on Facebook Live and you do five Facebook Lives. You know, the first one is about, you know, the, the best time of the year to buy pie. Maybe that's your hypothesis is like there's certain times of the year that people are more likely <laughs> to buy from your truck. Then the second one is like, the biggest question that you feel like you're going to face. Like, how do you get this home without smashing the pie? Um, because then, you know, their investment, their $20, $30 investment so in your boutique right. pie is like gone. So you do a Facebook Live about like the best way to transport, you know, pies and food so that you don't mess your car up and ruin the food. So creating content is something that you clearly know is a must. And it's something that you t you definitely talk about on your show. And it's something that we've talked about on this show. And I'm glad that you, you I loved the examples you gave. I wanna just take a second though, and talk about why you went right to that. Now, somebody else who, who hasn't spent the time working in your business or listening to your podcast yet, or having this result for themselves firsthand, is still maybe not sure like, why the heck do I need to create content? Um, and I wanna really continue to drive this home. I know for myself, a few years ago, when this light bulb went off for me, it changed my entire life. It absolutely changed my life to wake up and ask myself the question, what can I be creating as opposed to waiting for my phone to ring? But let's talk about that before we even start giving examples of it insofar as it attracts your audience. What do you mean by that? Let's educate people, people who are just <laughs> starting out and they don't know Pat Flynn and they've never heard Amy Porterfield and they've never been to a conference. <laughs> why do we need to create content? And why is creating content the, the place that is, is sort of like the holy grail of driving your business? Let's talk about that. Yeah, for sure. I think one, it's because I get really frustrated really easily. So I get the same questions over and over again. And I'm like, 
how can I answer this question in a way that I don't have to keep emailing people back for 10 minutes at a time? Because, you know, you get six people emailing you the same question or asking the same question in real life. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just so sick of answering this. Right. Right. For me, it was kind of like out of laziness that I created content. Um, So it's interesting because I'm not like a super organized person, even though I want to be like, I want to be you Marie Kondo, but I'm not. I love her. Um, yeah. I I really like to create like these little buckets that I can just send people to. So for me, it's easier to sit there and create something that I can um, send people to 24-7 all the time than to be like, you know what? I just met you person at the conference, but I'm going to email you later and then completely forget to do that. And then you look like a flake. Right. So for me, it's just easier to have like a bucket that I can send them to, whether that bucket is a landing page that leads to a cheat sheet or a blog post. Um, or a podcast episode or whatever it is, it's just so much easier for me to to send them there and have them answer their own question. One, because it's something I don't have to repeat over and over again. But then two, if they really want to know the information, I've already created it and put it there and shown them where it is. I've like taken their hand and led them to the water. Like it's their turn to drink now. And if they don't want to do that simple action, then I don't really want to continue to have a relationship with them. Well, that's interesting. That makes sense when you look at it from that perspective. Like, I know for myself, we always feel this need, like we have to be everything for everyone. Like whatever your product is, it has to serve everyone. It has to be the price that everyone can afford as opposed to flipping it around and being like, who is my ideal client? Who do I want to be talking to? And that's an interesting way to spin it. Like if somebody isn't willing to even like take the time and and go and learn or they're not even there yet, Do you really want to be like constantly like going to each person and meeting them where they are? Or do you want to have a certain group of people who you're sort of attracting? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is like, I can put together a phenomenal resource on copyrights and I have, or I can have a tip of the iceberg conversation about the same topic with you that meets you where you're at. So it's like you said, more exhausting. It it takes more energy to meet that person where they're at, hold space for them and have that conversation. Or they can get like 90% more than they would have gotten out of me, out of that little tiny conversation or exchange that we had by going to, you know, the exact resource that I've created just for their question. So I, it's, it's kind of a combination. Like I, I would agree with that cardiologist 1000%. in that I, I just don't have the energy. I don't have the time to, to put up with people that aren't willing to help themselves at this point. Yeah. And um, I am doing them a disservice by trying to meet them where they're at instead of just sending them to somewhere that is um, kind of like all blinged out and, and ready to go anyway. It's like the difference between showing someone like a house in passing, driving past it and being like, wow, look at that beautiful house. And instead, you know, the alternative is taking them inside the house and giving them a whole tour of how beautiful it is and all the great features of it. And here's what you can have and this and that, the other thing. So, yeah. So, so if you're, (laughs) if you're, if you're, if you're beginning and you're, you're listening to this and you're like, okay, this is starting to get my appetite wet and I want to start creating some content. Where do you start? Like, you know, it's easy for someone to look at you or to look at me and be like, well, she already has a podcast. She already has people listening. Where do I begin? Do I start a blog? Do I start a podcast? Do I start doing a Facebook live? What kind of schedule do I put myself on? I'm just going to start doing videos. No one's even going to watch them. Like, how do you make that less overwhelming? Where do you start creating content? (laughs) This is the best question ever. 
Yes. One, I will say. Ask her the best question. No, go ahead. It is. It's the best question I've ever gotten. I'm not just saying that. Oh my God. You're so cute. So I think it's a blessing in disguise that nobody's looking at your content when you get started. If I told you guys my my first blog and showed you my first blog post, I would be so embarrassed. It's no longer alive. (laughs) Um, It was just horrible. So I'm really glad that like. (laughs) It was horrible. Yeah, my my entryway to the world wasn't on the stage of like Oprah because I would right. have just fell flat on my face and embarrassed myself. I'm glad I worked up to the audience that I have now. That being said, I don't I'm going to give some tough love. I don't think there's any excuse not to be a content creator in today's world. I started in a world when blogging was it basically. You could have a YouTube channel or right. you could have a blog. And that was it. And a YouTube channel, as any of you who have started one knows, it's time and cost prohibitive because you eventually have to outsource the editing or do it yourself or whatever. So now with your phone that has a better camera than I could have afforded four years ago on, you know, bnhphoto.com or whatever, your phone has a better camera and it has the ability to take you live immediately, whether that's Instagram or YouTube or Facebook. You can film yourself talking about any of the topics that we, we covered earlier, you know, create your five hypothesis topics and then talk about them. And you can immediately see what resonates and what doesn't because Facebook has such, again, like you guys are at such an advantage now at this point in time getting started because when I started, it was all chronological chronological. They had, I think they had just started the algorithm on these platforms. Now, Facebook and Instagram will show the content that you've created to the audience that's most relevant and interested in oh it. Oh my God, that's amazing. It is that smart. So get out there, just like do whatever you can. If you're afraid of the camera, I have a friend who has this phenomenal Etsy program and she never films herself. She just films like slides. Like you never see her photo. (laughs) Um, So, you know, like you could do that on Facebook Live. They now allow you to share your screen. It takes 10 extra seconds to create the slides, which is already the outline that you're talking about. Um, You know, and then what I like to do is take it a step further and go to rev.com and get everything captioned, add that to my Facebook Live so people can watch it without sound on and they don't have to hear, I hate my voice, they don't have to hear my horrible voice. (laughs) They can just, you know, read it as they go. So it's just like, oh, like I just want to like take anybody that's out there listening and like, I can't create content. I have nothing to talk about. I just want to like take you by the shoulders and shake you and say like, get just start, just do something, even if it's totally wrong, because you have all these amazing resources that, that I didn't have. I feel like the grandpa, like I walked to school uphill both ways, but, um, I, I didn't have these resources and I would have just killed to have a Facebook live that was directly reaching for free. The person that I wanted it to reach. That is incredible. The fact that people can just kind of like step into the world where it is now and you can actually get so much more traction because there are people who actually care. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, I feel like I know Gary Vee always talks about this, but right now the cost of attention on Facebook is so cheap. Like if people and Instagram, obviously, because they go together and if people are not already, you know, practicing with that, you're, you're just missing out on like an incredible resource. But I think the trick still is, you know, how do you create content thing that actually becomes, you know, worthy and, and viral and people like it and they share it. What do you think are some of the tricks to think about when you're creating content that actually is going to resonate? Anything you're passionate about, I'm passionate about relationships and connections and 
um, I guess networking in the formal sense, but really it's more about connecting. So I love talking about like what the connection points are in a client experience. And that just resonates for people because they, they like see my enthusiasm and they're like, hmm, I want some of what she's having yeah, right. and they connect to it. Um, so I think it's a combination of giving people something that they want and then also very subtly giving them something that they need because you know, no one wants to listen to me. If I put up a broadcast that's like all about legal, no one's going to watch that. Right, right. But that's what they need. But if I put up a broadcast or write a blog post or do a podcast episode on, you know, the five, and usually numbers help, by the way, um, you know, the five things that you need to know to stay out of jail. <laughs> that's, I'm going to be talking about the same exact thing, but that's what people want. They want to not go to jail. So, right, right. Um, so just, you know, kind of trying to find a way to surprise people with what they need, because then they're like, oh my gosh, you read my mind. I needed this. Um, but giving it to them in a package that is what they want, that's a little bit more sexy. Yeah. And I don't want to say clickbaity, but um, just something that's easier for them to consume that that's more interesting and engages their intention. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I just wish people would get out there and do stuff. There's no one paying attention to you. It's so hard to get attention um, until you figure out how to do that. And so it's such a blessing in disguise. I know I just said this, but just get out there and do the stuff that you're like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm um, I'm creating this new, like, I want it to be a campaign. I don't know if it'll be successful or not, but I want to do this thing on Instagram that's like wipe your own butts, um, like B-U-T-S. <laughs> <laughs> because we have so many, oh, I would do that, but I don't have enough time. Yes. But my kids are going to be mad at me for, you know, not being there to right? take them to school oh, in the morning, God, but yeah. whatever. So I want everybody to like wipe their own butts and just do the thing that they're, that they have in front of their butt. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, how the heck do you do that if you're so stuck on that? Like if you feel so much tied to this excuse and it's weighing you down and it's been weighing you down for so long... How do you feel like you change that? Look at the like smallest possible portion or way to do that. So if you're like, I can't do Facebook Live because I'm not pretty enough, you know, oh, but God. I don't have the right camera, but I don't have the right setup, but I don't know how to do the, the technology. Like what is the smallest viable thing that you could do to get you to a point where you're closer to that? Is it, you know finally upgrading your phone that hasn't been working for three months? Is it practicing going live? I did this the first time. Practicing going live at like midnight when nobody's on and like being <laughs> weird and creepy and finding the good camera angle, um, you know, and then deleting the video immediately. <laughs> right. um, you know, is it just getting a friend to maybe go live with you so that you have support? Or, you know, is it just like, like, this is, something that people won't talk about, but like maybe you just need to go to Sephora and buy the makeup that you've been saying, oh, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. It's not good enough. I'm not worthy. And just buy like the $60 worth of product that you've been putting off for a while, make it an investment in yourself and wear it and be proud and beautiful and like love whatever you have on. I mean, I know people are like, oh, you should love yourself. And, but I mean, truthfully, I feel better when I, I curl my hair and I put clothes on and I put the makeup that yeah, I, I feel like me makes too. me look beautiful on. So, you know, it's it, maybe it's vain, but it helps me. So if that's going to help you, just like do that minimum viable thing that gets you closer. Yeah, um, It's not like you're having a month of Facebook lives 
from the start. But if you can just like do the weird, creepy midnight Facebook live, like it. I did, and it then ma- that it. makes you sound so bizarre. I love it. I love. To see, <laughs> I picture you at midnight, like moving your hair and changing the camera around, and just like not saying anything, just like staring into it, and then I just one person to see how watching, the technology works. and like <laughs> no. What I want to say is this. So that's great. This like, what's the lowest point to entry? Do that. Get off your butt and just go for it. There are no buts, no excuses, do it. So if somebody's been stuck there, then they're probably just afraid. They probably have a lot of fear. People will say, why should I bother? Like you said, there's already LegalZoom. There's already all these different companies that are backed by VCs that are huge. And there's no point. And I think people feel that for a multitude of reasons. Why would I bother? Why would I find a tribe? There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear around our inadequacy. There's a lot of fear around whether or not we'll ever find anyone who cares. And if the world is already too saturated, that there's no place for us. So I think that's a real reason why people don't, you know, do whatever they feel they can do. So you did it though. How do you get over that fear? How did you do that? How can people learn from that? Sure. I I will say I'm not shy, but I am introverted. So well, like, that's good. I have a lot of phone calls today. And after today, I'll probably I'll go skiing and then I'll have some tea and I'll be alone. <laughs> um, so I, anybody out there that's like, I'm introverted, I'm, I'm going to tune out at this point. I would encourage you not to. Um, and I, again, I think it's just tough love. But if you are so called to do something that you can't not do it, that's when you know it's the right thing to talk about or to put yourself out there for despite the fact that you might fail, despite the fact that it might go horribly wrong. And it doesn't even have to be like the end result, right? Like I felt called to be a yoga teacher and to teach yoga in a better way that I wasn't experiencing in the classes I went to. Guess what I'm doing today? Not yoga. So, you know, it doesn't have to be like the end permanent thing that you feel called to do. It could just be like a step on the journey. But I will say that if someone is feeling so inadequate and so scared that they are not even willing to take like the very, very minimum baby steps it requires to at least try it, then that just might not be the thing for them. You know, like when I started the podcast or when I started the contract shop, it got to a point where I just couldn't not do it. And then Chris Gillibo, um, he talks a lot about this with writing books and you're, you know this at this point. It's like, it's something you just can't not do. You have to get it out of you. It's, it's like hurting more to keep it inside yes. than it is to get it out there. Yes. So I think if someone's not feeling that way, then I would look at like, why you're actually feeling like you need to do this. It's probably money related. It's probably because you saw someone making money and in this way and you wanted to emulate that. And, you know, that can be successful for a short term, but I've never seen someone be successful at that in a long term. That's yep. anecdotal. I'm sure there's yep. empirical evidence to the contrary, but I would say that if if you're just not feeling that burning like itch to get some kind of message or topic or conversation or business out there, yeah. then it might be time to pivot and shift and look at what you really are passionate about. Yeah, that's really that's really true and smart. I feel like I honestly wish I had um, just like the most endless pot of tea and could sit down with you and talk to you for the next like 17 hours and then I would just be better off from having talked to you. Um, <laughs> I have had so much fun talking to you, Kathy. This is really fun. <laughs> no, you're just like adorable, smart. You're down to earth. It's just a, it's just a, it's a pleasure. So tell us um, where we can find you. Yeah. I mean, the contract is where all the contract templates, all our blog posts live. 
Um, but if you guys want just a DIY contract thing, if you're not ready to purchase, you can just go to rocksolidcontract.com and we'll walk you through how to do that on your own until, you know, maybe one day you'll be ready for one of ours. <laughs> cool. And also your podcast. You want to send them there? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Creative Empire is always a free resource for you guys. Yeah. Creativeempire.co is, is where we're at. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so fun that, that lots of podcasters are out there these days. And so, so yeah, thanks for letting me shout that out. And, and um, it's just been so fun today, Kathy. Yeah, no, it's such a, it's such a blast. And I, I feel like um, you're blazing such a cool trail and inspiring. Um, I mean, you just re-inspired me. I feel even more <laughs> compelled now. I'm like, oh my God. Look what she's doing. So thank you. And hopefully our paths will cross again soon. Oh my God. I could literally sit and talk to Christina for hours. She's so much fun. She's so relatable. And she's just, it doesn't matter what I ask her. She's like, oh, I would do this. It's like just so much fun to talk to her. So here are some takeaways. Number one, work smarter, not harder. Number two, you don't have to launch five things at once. Get one thing in place, do it well, and then move on to the next thing. Number three, reframe the conversation about contracts. Get excited about the relationships, expectations, and end results that you're bringing to life. Number four, give people a combination of what they want and what they need. Number five, you will find your tribe once you start creating the content. Number six, put passion and enthusiasm in your content. That will resonate most with your audience. Number seven, wipe your own butts and just do it. Number eight, do the smallest thing possible to get one step closer, even if that means going live at midnight when no one is watching. And number nine, if it's more painful to keep it inside than it is to fail, that's when you know you were meant to do it. I love you guys. I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that you keep being reminded of all this incredible stuff that's inside of you. I want to know about it. I want to see it. I want to support you. Come find me on Instagram. Say, Kath, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm scared about. I'm there. I I respond to all my messages. You can find me at C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R at Kathy dot Heller at Instagram. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. It really helps us more than you know. If every one of you shares the show with one friend, we could double our audience today. That would be amazing. Leave us an iTunes review. It takes a second, but it really changes the algorithm for us. And it, and it brings a lot more awareness to our show. Every time you guys review it on iTunes, every time you share it with a friend, it is like a huge way to give back. So thank you. And if you want to be one of the 20 people who come and joins us on the 12th to have this like free sort of workshop with me and Katie, who's going to sit there and give you insight on your branding and on your marketing and on your logo and all that stuff, then go to the show notes, click on the link and sign up and apply. And we'll, we're going to pick 20 of you. It's a totally free workshop. And if it's fun, we'll do it again. So you should apply because then you'll be in the know because the next time we do it, we'll let the people who applied this time know and we'll do it again. Hope you guys have an amazing week. I'm going to leave you again with a song I wrote. You guys are the best and I'll talk to you soon. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tim Street and producer Emma Kikuchi. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Feeling of sunlight. Feeling a blue sky. I want to go outside for a Sunday drive. The moment it hits you. The moment you're brand new, I kick off my old shoes, you can do it too.
it's so clear you're all 